are listening to Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Hello, everybody, and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 394 of Linux in the Hamshack, and this is The Weekender on your most terrific amateur radio podcast. So I don't actually remember which episode of The Weekender this is, but it doesn't really matter because it is The Weekender, which means we're going to talk about upcoming events, special contests, special events, special contests, contest events, whatever, uh, in both amateur radio and open source. And we'll tell you about distributions and good things you can do in both the worlds of amateur radio and open source. And then we will slide smoothly into the world of hedonism, which is where we really get into the fun things in life, like alcohol and music and food and all the things that make life worth living. So let's get to it. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. And as we usually do on the weekender, we let Bill start off with this weekend in amateur radio contests. CQ, CQ, CQ. That's right. These uh, contests, of course, get picked up from contestcalendar.com, the best contestcalendar.com in the world, probably the universe. So, uh, yeah, the first one uh, this weekend, we got, uh, got got a big one here. This is the ARRL International DX Contest. And this runs from 0000 Zulu, February 20th, to 2400 Zulu, February 21st. Uh, bands there are 160 through 10, no work. And this is the CW version of the contest. But don't let that scare you. Just try it. <laughs> this is a great opportunity to work on your DXCC and CW. And, uh, of course, they, they count as just as DXCC entities, no matter which mode you use. So uh, CW is a, is a fine mode to use. Uh, if you don't want to do CW this weekend, there's also the Russian PSK Worldwide Contest. Uh, they're running from 1200 Zulu February 20th to 1159 Zulu February 21st. And this is also 160 through 10, no work. And these modes are good old PSK, BPSK 31, BPSK 63, and BPSK 125. Modes I haven't used in quite a while. So it's uh, time to break out the FL Digi <laughs> and uh, and have some fun doing some PSK. So uh, check out those two contests this weekend. Uh, there is no state QSO party challenge this weekend, so uh, you don't have to worry about missing one of your states for your worked all QSO parties, QSO party uh, awards. Um, but next weekend, let's see what we got next weekend. We have oh, a top band contest. We have the CQ 160 meter contest. It runs from 2200 Zulu February 26th to 2200 Zulu February 28th. Uh, band there, of course, top band, 160 meters. And this is the single sideband one. So, uh, you can talk, you can use your microphone. And, uh, you know, even if you have a marginal antenna, just go ahead and squeak a signal out. I know I've used that, uh, that 53 foot NFED half wave with the uh, nine to one on 160 and have worked coast to coast. So it's completely possible to use a really crummy antenna and uh, still squeak a signal out there on uh, on 160. So uh, give it a try, go have some fun and uh, do some uh, top band uh, work here. Also this weekend, or next weekend, sorry, we have the NAQP, that's the North American QSO party. And of course, along with that is the North America Collegiate Ch- Championship. And it runs from 1800 Zulu, February 27th to 0559 Zulu, February 28th. 
and it's 80 meters through 10 meters, no warp. And of course, the mode there is a Ritty. That's not FT8. That's Ritty. <laughs> so, <laughs> and of course, the NAQP is the one where you can uh, make a make a team competition. You can have up to five amateurs. Doesn't matter where they're located uh, in the U.S. Uh, and they can become part of a team, and you can go against other teams against the U.S. as well. So it's kind of a fun niche to the competition there. You just have to register your team early, and uh, you can register it as as close to the contest too. So even if you only get it, you know, you know, the day before or you know maybe the morning of, right? <laughs> you could still uh, get that registered. Uh, but we do have a couple of state CUSA parties uh, running next weekend. It is uh, North Carolina and South Carolina, so you can pick up the Carolinas and add two more to your list if you're. Uh, if you're trying to get all that work ball QSO party uh, stuff, um, I know the the opening weekend I only uh, only ended up working British Columbia, <laughs> so I didn't do so well. <laughs> I tried, but I, I just I just couldn't get get my stuff together here to to get on those. So uh, uh, do enjoy those and have some fun on amateur radio uh, contesting over the next two weeks. All right, very good. Well, if you don't want to do contesting, maybe you want to work some special events. We do have a few of those coming up over the next couple of weeks. The first one I have listed here is a commemoration of George Washington's birthday. This is going to run from February 20th at 2000 Zulu to February 22nd at 2000 Zulu. Call sign is Whiskey Sierra 7 Golf. Frequencies on are about 3.855, 7.222, and 14.322, mode single sideband. And as I said before, it is a commemoration of George Washington's birthday, and it's going to be operated out of the state of Washington. So if you want a QSL card from that special event, try and work them. We also have the Copper Dog 150 Dog Sled Race. This will be operating February 26th through February 28th. The call sign is Kilo 9 Charlie. Uh, be operating on several frequencies, including 7.300 and several modes, single sideband, potentially others. The Copper Dog 150 will be, like I said, February 26th through the 28th. If you're interested in volunteering, would like to sign up for your favorite location, or you have a question or suggestion, please contact the communications coordinator, Bill LaBelle at BillLaBelle at CopperDog150.com. And they'll be operating on all the popular HF bands, according to them. And there'll be a link to a QRZ.com page for information about their QSLs. And the links to all that stuff will be in the show notes. So check it out. And finally, we have the 13th annual Freeze Your Keys Winter Operating Event. This will be from 1400 Zulu to 2200 Zulu on February 27th. Call sign is Whiskey Zero Echo Bravo Bravo. Be CW and SSB on 7.035, 7.240, 14.058, 14.325. And if you work us on our annual Freeze Your Day, Freeze Your Keys Day, thanks for stopping by to help make each year's event even better. And again, this is the 17th annual. They've been doing this winter operating event for some time, and they've been a bit on the cold side, but still fun, and they learn something new every year. Hopefully it won't be as cold as it has been recently. Man, it's been ridiculous. I was going to say, they probably should have done it this last weekend. So. <laughs> if they like it cold, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's all I've got listed here for special event stations coming up. And for announcements I put in here, check out the upcoming Deep Dive episode on... M17, which will be episode 396. So check that one out. Episode 400 celebration. What's that about? I, I just thought, you know, we're coming to a, another milestone number um, with the podcast here. You know, we're at 394 and we're uh, not very far away from a magic 400. Magic 400. 
yeah, I thought maybe we should do something, uh, something special, maybe especially for our, uh, our subscribers and Patreons. I'm thinking, uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, geez, what, what can we do for episode 400? I don't know. Are, are you actually spinning your wheels or do you have something in mind and you just want me to actually, prank actually, it? I actually have do stuff in mind. <laughs> I, <do laughs> have something in mind. I kind of felt so, like yeah. you did. So, yeah. So this will be for the supporters of the show. Um, so you can go ahead and uh, join our Patreon or join us through the subscriptions on, on what is that? PayPal? That PayPal, PayPal thingy? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. PayPal thingy. Just and, go to the website uh, and uh, look for the membership page. Yeah, and I'm thinking uh, I'll I'll put in for uh, we'll we'll do a random drawing of uh, of our Patreons and our subscribers, and uh, I will send you a Raspberry Pi 400 kit Ooh. for episode 400, and we'll announce the winner on episode 400. So uh, this is just for our Patreons and subscribers because you know you guys help us continue this podcast and help support us and get us going and. Um, if uh, if you happen to be out of the country, uh, we'll work on trying to get that to you through a local uh, supplier <laughs> in your area. But uh, I'll I'll work through those challenges myself. But uh, I thought it'd be nice to to kind of give back to the people that are given to us, and uh, I really appreciate your support throughout the years and the continued support year after year. And uh, since we can't go spend money on going to uh, Dayton and having a blast seeing you all face to face. Um, I thought we'd take an opportunity on episode 400 to, uh, to do something different. So, uh, so yeah, so if you're, if you're not a Patreon or a subscriber, go ahead and, you know, think about becoming one. Um, don't let this be the only reason. Hopefully the content is worth enough to you anyway that, uh, you're interested in supporting us. Um, but, uh, I thought it'd be nice to do that for our subscribers and Patreons. Oh, that's very cool. So you said random draw of everybody who is a patreon or paypal supporter as of when as of the morning of the show yeah <laughs> all right as so of we'll the morning the of list. the show we'll all pull right. the list and we'll pop it into one of those super secure selector automatic randomizer thingy more bobbers um <laughs> <laughs> i've used them before <laughs> for <some> other stuff <laughs> to make it completely legit and certified and all that other garbage and stuff like that so uh this is not a sweepstakes or any of that other thing or whatever so um this is just a, a personal thing that i'm gonna select one of you randomly <laughs> to receive this and if you don't want it then we'll send it to somebody else so uh um but uh yeah so i, I think that's kind of cool i, I think that's kind of cool doing, too if i'm doing my math right you need to be a subscriber by march 18th to be included in this oh cool so it'll be uh, we'll probably do that episode either real close or maybe on the weekend of the q said today show yeah that'd be cool so maybe, maybe we can kind of coordinate that so the episode 400 is done <coughs> live as part of the the booth the show yeah 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 we'll that'd see if cool. we can work that out very cool it's all coming together <laughs> and thanks for springing that on us now because we had no idea what you were going to do until just now so <laughs> but now everybody knows so that's very cool and we'll mention right. that on other episodes coming up obviously not the next one because i just sprung it on you we record that one before this one <laughs> let the secret sauce out right yeah there you go <laughs> yeah. but we'll mention it on all the other ones <laughs> Thanks for making me do editing. Okay, so let's go <laughs> and, and move on from our announcements, which that was very cool. Oh, we should probably include one that came from the chat room. That's Tony said that 
it looks like the Huntsville Hamfest will actually happen as an in-person event so yes. far. So keep that on at, your radar. After he posted that earlier, I checked it, and I guess Alabama doesn't have the rules that other states have. So well, it's we'll a, see if it changes were, before August. Do, but right, they were they were doing some different stuff in the way of you know socially distancing everybody, but which hopefully it works for them. So yeah, well let's let's hope that is a happening thing because it's not entirely infeasible for us to potentially go to Huntsville. So we'll see how that works out. All righty then. All right. So also we have our Linux in the Ham Shack Ham Radio Challenge for this fortnight. And I put in, check out Dude Star, which I put in a couple of, or what, in the last one, <laughs> like right before we talked about Dude Star. And I'm putting it back in here because we just talked about Dude Star. And now that you know everything there is to know about it, you should check it out. And also check out M17. So you can be one of the very first people use m17 as a communications protocol and if you haven't done so already register for the qso today virtual ham radio expo that's coming up real soon links to it of course will be in the show notes and uh you know you uh want to be a part of that because we're going to be a part of it and it's a good show the last one was good next one will be good so be there all right and with that we move down to this weekend in open source and bill has chosen a distribution that i can't remember actually having heard of before tonight so let's find out what it is <laughs> yeah yeah I, I just found this myself uh, this is a uh, maybox linux that's version 21.02 and it's codenamed full test f-o-l-t-e-s-t and uh, this is from uh the announcement page napcock n-a-p-c-o-k <laughs> announced that I am pleased to announce a new release of Maybox Linux 21.02 full test. Maybox is a distribution based on Manjaro with a pre-configured lightweight open box window manager and several specifically developed programs and tools. Works great even on weaker computers. Maybox 21.02 full test is equipped with the latest 5.10 LTS kernel. Of course, you can easily install other kernels and decide which one to run at boot time. The installer offers the option of choosing free or proprietary drivers when booting. Select the free or non-free option. Uh, this, this release includes a number of new fixes, or a number of fixes, uh, new and updated packages, and new features, including... Menu, side panels, lots of improvements, gradients, configurable side panels, position, padding, border, submenu spacing, rounded quarters, border, tint to panel. I don't know what that means, but it's adding launchers to a panel is very easy now. Uh, tint to panel, optional mini hardware monitor for SysTray. So running a Python program called PHWMon. Uh, I also fixed the conky showing the wrong memory usage bug. Uh, MB reset helper command to reset update config files. Uh, J jg browser pipe menu i don't know any of this stuff i have to check this this distribution out <laughs> uh, let's see uh sysinfo pipe menu click actions added where they can make sense kernel packages resolution and jp jg browser added to mount points he says enjoy and stay safe so this is a cool little if you're into arch and uh, kind of like manjaro this is uh, something kind of based on that same flavor and uh, try it out it, it kind of looks interesting I guess it does. I don't know anything about it, but I guess I could spin up a VM and see what it's like. Absolutely. And maybe I will do that one of these days when I have nothing else to do. It <laughs> <laughs> will be after so we you're dead. So. Right. We, we all know when that's going to happen. So with that, let's go ahead and move on to our open source events. And for this, we have Cheryl come in here and tell you about some upcoming stuff that you can do. 
most likely virtual in our current climate, to learn about open source. Yes. So the first one is the Usenix File and Storage Technology Conference, otherwise known as FAST. It is February 23rd through the 25th, 2021. It's online. The cost ranges from zero to $125. FAST 21 will take place as a virtual event this year. FAST will bring together storage system researchers and practitioners to explore new directions in the design, implementation, evaluation, and deployment of storage systems. And Russ has not attended FAST, right? That is one of the Usenix events I have not gone to. I've, I've been to several, and I just thought it was kind of interesting that we're actually seeing Usenix events come back into the, you know, into reality, because I don't think they were doing them for quite a while during the pandemic. I, I don't right. know that they transitioned well into virtual events, but now they're starting to do them. So yes. that's cool. And the next one is Open Source 101. It is February 24th and 25th, 2021. It is online. Cost is free. There's a question mark beside that. So I'm not sure you'd probably have to dig a little deeper to see if there is a chart. The information provided says Open Source 101 is a conference designed to educate current technology professionals and technology students on topics foundational to open source, open tech, and open web. The event will feature sessions on major topics delivered by some of the top experts in the country. Attendees will include current technology professionals experienced using open source, those coming from a proprietary background and new to open source, as well as students from computer science and other technology programs at university and colleges throughout the region. Schools represented will include the University of Texas at Austin, Department of Computer Science, and many more. The conference has been structured to allow and encourage access to nearly everyone. The first 250 tickets are absolutely free. Those after the first 250 are claimed at just $19 USD. That's less than a dollar per session, a tr per session, a tremendous value. Yes. Yeah. I remember I, I pasted that in there last time uh, you talked about this because we mentioned it on the last, uh, yeah. the yeah. last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like digging around for money, you know, cause you're like, I don't know, maybe, you know, <laughs> so, that's uh, okay. This this apparently is entirely just cutting pasting this whole show. So it's <laughs> like, that's all we do. Yeah. yeah. The open source challenge is of course, cut and pasted from up above. Yeah. I was we say, are we just, are we like driving this into everybody's head? Or well, not, yes, so. because it's both open source and amateur radio related, both the dude star and the QSO today, virtual ham radio expo. Well, I mean, the platform, true. the platform for the expo is not open source, but there will be a lot of open source discussion. So, all right. Absolutely. All right. Well, that, that gets us down through the amateur radio and open source topics. And now we get headlong into the hedonism. <laughs> See what I did there? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's let Cheryl start off as she always does with her recipe corner. Yes. So this week, um, the temperatures in Missouri for the last 11 or 12 days have been in the teens or lower as daytime highs. And we've had a mixture of snow and sleet every, oh, well, yes, snow and sleet every day for those days. So, yeah, weather here is not great. But when it's cold outside, I'm a soup person. Russ is not, but I am. I and like my soup sometimes. Eh, sometimes, not very often, though. I was thinking so, about having soup tonight. Wow, yay. <laughs> so, I'm shocked since there's like four different bowls of soup in the fridge right now. So... The recipe that I picked out for this week is slow cooker chicken and dumplings. And it's one of my favorite soups because <clears throat> you get to dump everything in your, your slow cooker and wander off and 
go do other interesting stuff. So for that, you need a boneless, skinless chicken breast halves, butter, cream of chicken soup, cream of celery soup, garlic powder, poultry seasoning, onion powder, salt, pepper, onion, chicken broth, and canned biscuits torn into little tiny pieces. So, and the rest of the directions will be in the show notes. So, and then for my mixed drink corner, since it is snowy outside, I picked the Jack Frost cocktail, which is pineapple juice, blue curacao, light rum or vodka, cream of coconut. You cannot substitute anything else for that light corn syrup and some coconut flakes and the corn syrup and coconut flakes is to rim your glass and the directions of course will be in the show notes so uh, cool that sounds good do we have the stuff to make that except for the coconut flakes uh, we have coconut it's in the kitchen cabinet oh we have coconut too huh yeah. well well imagine yeah imagine maybe maybe something Great. for later who knows yeah Okay, so my drink corner tonight is going to be a little bit of a departure. It's something that I said I was going to do, and then I promptly forgot that I said I was going to do it. But someone in the chat room, was it N2NRV, earlier today, reminded me that I said I was going to do it? (laughs) Yeah, Fred, N2NRV, uh, said he's looking forward to my review on Drambuie, because I brought it up in the, the 64, episode 64 of The Weekender. So you know what? Let's review Drambuie. Sorry, didn't mean to pause there. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward silence. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> no, dog, dogs are acting weird. So anyway, so Drambuie. Drambuie is a different animal. This came up in the context of Bill drinking the uh, Diplomatico Reserva rum uh, a few episodes back. And I said, sort of along the same vein as something called Drambuie, which is a, an herb and what do they call it? An herb and heather honey and spice infused scotch whiskey which may or may not sound interesting to you but hopefully it sounds more interesting either way by the end of this so their description is drambuie is a whiskey liqueur not liquor liqueur a blend of aged scotch whiskey spices herbs and heather honey its origins can be traced to a secret recipe created for bonnie yes bonnie prince charlie by his royal apothecary in the 18th century the name Drambuie is derived from Scots Gaelic, when I'm going to screw this up bad, uh, Andrambrudach, or something like that, <laughs> and means the drink that satisfies. Allegedly, only three people on Earth know the recipe, and it's now in its fifth generation of blenders. Note that the liqueur, no, sorry, note that liquors, liqueurs, liquors, whatever, like Drambuie should be refrigerated once opened. I did not know this, and I have not been refrigerating mine. <laughs> so, well, if it kills um, it has, you, we'll know what did it. So. It has not killed me Oops. yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I have had I have had many drams out of this bottle since it was opened probably three years ago. So obviously it's okay not to refrigerate it, but they suggest that you do. Yeah, your mileage may vary. Yeah. <laughs> we do not provide any health advice or technical. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so let's go into the details here. The mash bill, of course, is unknown because it's a secret. It includes, however, heather, heather honey, lots of herbs and lots of spices, and, of course, scotch whiskey. Now, which scotch whiskeys are in it? I have no idea. It's bottled at 80 proof or 40%. It comes uh, from the Isle of Skye near Glasgow. In Scotland, it is a beautiful golden color. It's like pure gold, and it tastes like it too. 
not like you licked a gold coin, but it's, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how to nose and taste this because it's infused with things. So those are the things you're going to nose and taste. But I get so much out of this on both. It's ridiculous. Um, I get like, um, you know, the honey, of course, and clove and baking spice and pear and strawberry and anise. Let's see what else. White pepper, raisin. Um, there's also a hint of like caramel, which is weird because scotch generally doesn't have that essence. That's more of a bourbony thing. I mean, you could, sm- you could smell this. You could, you could just sit around smelling it for hours. <laughs> it's really, it's probably not quite as fun as drinking it though. <laughs> well, ultimately no, because I don't think you really get messed up by smelling it, but all of those, all of those things that you smell are the things you taste as well. Let me see. Let me just give it another sip here and see if there's anything else, you know, specific I pull out of it. Yeah, the 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 raisiny peach, pear, honey, vanilla, caramel, strawberry, licorice. I mean, it's yeah, clove. It's just <clears throat> I don't know. There's there's so much packed into it. It's amazing. It's very herbal. It's very floral. It's very sweet. It's definitely a digestif or an aperitif. You know, it's not something that, I mean, they have lots of different uh, cocktails using it, but I don't know why you would ruin this by making it into a cocktail. Just drink it. It's amazing. That being said, it is an after-dinner kind of thing. It's not something you're going to sit around and sip on, like, all day long. It's very sweet. Um, it, it's something that's for dessert, for special occasions, uh, things like that, and it's very thick and heavy and oily, so it coats everything when you drink it, and the flavor lasts forever. It has like the longest finish of any whiskey or liqueur that that I can recall, and it's fantastic. <laughs> it's not expensive. It only runs about thirty dollars or seven fifty, so it's it's really approachable. And because I leave a score of a hundred off the table, because I guess something could always be better. <laughs> I'm going to give this a 99, which Ooh-yah. is, yeah, I can't give it a hundred because I suppose something you could do to it could make it better, but it's one step away from perfection. And I'm telling you, especially for people like Bill who like the, the sweeter Venezuelan rums and stuff like that. If you like those, this is amazing. Mm. So your wife will oh. probably like it too. I'll definitely put it on the shopping list. There you yeah. Go. You should definitely try it. And, and when you, when you come home and say, I got you some scotch to try, she's obviously <laughs> going to turn up her nose and be like, yeah, no thanks. But I'm telling you, you could, you could give this to five-year-olds and they would like it. It's like. <laughs> it's high um, C kids. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the stuff is amazing. So if you can get your hands on some Drambuie, which you can, cause it's available everywhere and has been for tens and dozens and hundreds of years. Um, you should go buy some and at least have it in your liquor cabinet for those special times when you just want to have something smooth, sweet, and incredibly tasty. So there you go. Hmm. All right, Bill, you got anything? No, I was just uh, drinking some red wine earlier. I have no glass in front of me right now, so uh, I, I just I just finished a cigar a little while ago. So <laughs> that's about all I got going on in my corner. <laughs> all right. Well, that means we have come down to the end of the show. We've gotten through the hedonism. We've gotten through all the amateur radio and the open source. We've talked about the announcements. 
and we don't have any music, and we haven't had any music for a while. Maybe we'll have to rectify that one of these days. But in the meantime, we're going to go ahead and wrap this one up. We did have a few folks in the chat room with us tonight. We had Don, KC9ZMY, Don, KB2YSI, and Tony, K4XSS. So thank them for hanging out here with us. But with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. It's been The Weekender, episode number 394 of Linux in the Hamshack. Thanks for being here. Hope you have a great fortnight. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The show is recorded live every Thursday at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord you can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW that's 1-909-547-7469 visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show themed merchandise become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. <laughs>